redo this. We're gonna redo this. We're gonna redo this. They oh, not I lost it. I looked over. I can't deal with this. Welcome to Fluent Grace, a podcast for students about speaking the gospel into the everyday, ordinary stuff of life. You've got questions, we've got answers. Or at least we will search the scriptures and see how the gospel of grace should inform a response to the questions you have. We love Jesus and we love students, and we hope students will grow to love Jesus more as they encounter Jesus' amazing love for them. Our music for the show is Felix Culpa by King's Kaleidoscope. What's happening, podcast world? Welcome in to the Fluent Grace Podcast, the one and only Fluent Grace Podcast. In case you're wondering, there are none others that are like this. We are the one and only, the true Fluent Grace, the first, probably not the last, but we are the first Fluent Grace. We might be the last, actually. We probably, we probably will, especially if anybody ever listens to this. They're like, no, nah, I don't want my name to be Fluent Grace. Yep. Yep. Or those that just are scrolling through the you know podcast store, and they see Fluent Grace, and are like, what the crap? So anyway, uh, we are the Fluent Grace podcast. Welcome in. We are glad you're joining us. We are hoping that there are, I don't know, what would you say is a good number of folks that you'd be happy if you knew they were listening right now? At least 20. 20? Yeah. Uh, so if there are 20 of you guys out there listening to this right now, we are ecstatic we're excited. We are pumped. We are grateful for you. If there's only 19, we are none of those things. Like, we appreciate you as individuals, but we need one more to appreciate you as podcast listeners. So, mm-hmm. yep. We're going to need you to share us, like us, subscribe us. What are those socials, Tim? Uh, socials. Uh, social media is a dangerous place right now. Oh, it is. Uh, <laughs> this is a dang. It's like I mean, you remember when you used to go to the fair and the carnival, and you had to go through that maze of different rooms and mm-hmm. mirrors and stuff, mm-hmm. and you you were really just ready to get out. Mm-hmm. That's what I feel like when I get on Facebook right now. I kind of thought you were about to say, you know, how you walk by like the food trucks and they have fried butter, <laughs> stuff like that. Dude, like that's pretty dangerous too. <laughs> United States of American America fairs and carnivals is just a whole other world. It is. It's a. If you thought the United States of America world was struggling right now, the <laughs> carnival fair piece of said world, that's rough. It's rough stuff. Yeah. I, I will say this, though. I felt bad. So, yeah, right when this whole COVID quarantine thing stuff went into effect here in town, one of those little pop-up janky fairs was over there in the mall parking lot. Did you see that? I think I saw it. You know, just... They were supposed to, like start the week of the global pandemic started i did feel bad for them yeah that's because that's like that's their whole living Mm -hmm. they go around and they put on these fairs and that's how they make their living and nothing so for all of you uh carnival and fair workers that are listening to the podcast right now (laughs) uh we do feel very bad that the carnivals and fairs are shut down so we don't want to rip on you too hard, but as soon as you start selling fried butter, I mean, we're right back to ripping on you because that's ridiculous. Yeah, we're right back there. That's right. You, there is nothing that you can say to keep us from ripping and roasting fried butter. Anyway, all that to say, we're at episode number 38. 
Big old question mark. I'm always thoroughly impressed that you can keep up with what episode number we're on. But the problem is I'm not keeping up with it. I have no idea. It's either 38 or 39, and I think it's 38. So anyway, we're going to call it 38 and say welcome into episode number 38. Colin, what are we talking about today? Man, we are talking about the fact that the guy who normally has that statement in his back pocket is not here today. That's right, folks. Tyler is out. He is gone. I'm just going to go with we fired him. That's How about a good that? idea. Yeah. Just for the week. Yeah, just this yeah. week. For he, the week, Tyler has been fired. Yep. He wasn't put on uh, paid leave. He was just straight fired. I, I sent him a pink slip. Yep. Pink slip and a stick of fried butter. There you go, Tyler. <laughs> what more can a man need? Can you imagine Tyler with a stick of fried butter? <laughs> I mean, he's been talking about how his blood pressure has been high, <laughs> so we might have to dig into his consumption of fried butter. Yep. I think he's currently at the beach right now, so... Oh, there's no doubt he's eating fried butter then. Oh, goodness, Tyler. Anyway, so yeah, it's uh, it's the Colin. It is myself, Tim Wilson. I don't have any cool names, so I'm just, you know, the regular old Tim Wilson. <laughs> uh, so, yep, we're here. We're going to talk through some stuff. But first, before we get into the, you know, important stuff, we have a little something that we like to call the rant sesh. And now, for everyone's favorite part of the show, the part where Tyler complains, Tim grumbles, and Colin just sits there and laughs. It's time for another Fluent Grace rant sesh. Enjoy. How about that for a little sound Mm, effects? That is awesome. We are moving up in this world, folks. And it's so accurate, too. It is. So today, you're basically just going to get Tim grumbling and Colin laughing. That's right. Tim is going to grumble and complain. Uh, both things are not exactly good to do in the you know, Bible. The Bible says, <laughs> thou shalt not do these things. But you know, I don't, I don't think it was specifically talking about stuff like uh, ranting and grumbling and complaining about sticks of fried butter. So I think we're cool there. So I'll rant, rant and rant, uh, whatever it is we're doing. And then, yeah, Colin's going to sit here and laugh at it. And Tyler's going to have no idea what we're doing. So uh, here's my thing that I just, this drives me nuts, okay? And I may get a little, like, you may hear me say this, and it may be a head scratcher for you. But I'm going to go with student handbooks at conservative Christian colleges and universities. Whoa, that was a mouthful of a How statement about that? right there. Like, do any of you actually have any idea what I'm talking about with that? Some of you might. And, and if I, you know, if that is stepping on any toes, if some of you folks have actually attended the said conservative Christian colleges and universities and have had a fantastic experience, I'm very happy for you. Very happy. However, I have heard enough negative experiences from those same institutions, and they typically all come back to the rigid rules and regulations put on students by the institution. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if, if we narrow it down a little more, it usually has something to do with uh, attire and appearance. So, for example, I'm going to give you a for example. And I'm not, I'm not going to name any of these institutions because I don't want to, you know, offend anybody too much. Or get hate mail, either or one. Or get hate mail, yeah, either one. So don't do those things. Hate's bad. Don't hate, love. <laughs> there you go. We love conservative Christians, college and universities, because they do good things, I think, maybe. I've never been to one, so I don't really know. But, so like, you have things. We are young males, 
So if I were to attend many of these Christian colleges and universities, my facial hair would be unacceptable. Ooh, man, I got more facial hair than you do. Well, see, here's the deal. Uh, They allow facial hair, but it has to be properly groomed facial hair. Ooh. And see, here's my thing is, I just don't like to shave. Yeah, yeah. So that ends up being one day it's properly groomed, and like three days later when I just haven't shaved, it's not properly groomed anymore. It's just there. How do they enforce that, I wonder? Do they have a uh, properly groomed officer that goes around and uh, does his or her judgment on properly groomed versus not properly groomed? Walks around with one of those uh, battery-operated you know, beard trimmers? <laughs> hey, you, come here. <laughs> those sideburns are past your ear. <laughs> like th- It actually says in the handbook, uh, hair cannot touch the collar, the ears... Or something else, and I don't remember what it was. Mm. But like, you can't have hair touching your ears. So I'm looking mm. at your hair and your ears right now. It's unacceptable. And I just got a haircut like two weeks ago. Unacceptable. You would be getting like, what do they call them? Not demerits. Uh, written up. I don't know. You'd probably get written up yep. at a conservative Christian college because oh, your yep. hair is touching your ears. Yep. Like, what is that communicating? I can think of a word if y'all really want me to say I it. I would love for you to say whatever word it is you're thinking right I mean, now. I'm thinking a little legalism there, Tim. I'm thinking a little less, uh, let's throw uh, throw the book at this guy for uh, for not following all these rules perfectly. Here's my question. Was Jesus properly groomed? Ooh, man. I've seen some pictures, and he appeared to have some long hair and a nice beard, I don't I, y'all don't y'all don't send me your personal opinions on what y'all think he looked <laughs> like, right. but that's just what I think we he did personally looked like. On one podcast, didn't I think we did. I think yeah, we did. Yeah. So that's just what they think. That's what the scholars think. Y'all can go to the deans of um, Jesus photography, and um, y'all can talk about it with them. But that's what I think he looked like. And yeah, I don't think he would have passed that um, student handbook. I can guarantee well. you one thing that he did not have. Jesus had a lot of things going for him. I mean, he was God, yeah. you know, perfect, all those things. Yeah. Uh, here's one thing he did not have when he was walking around on the dirt wad we call Earth. He did not have a battery-operated beard trimmer. Mm-mm. No, he was not sponsored by Gillette. He was not. Mm-mm. So, uh, you know, to your point, my guess is that his hair was touching both his collar and his ears. And according to some of these conservative Christian institutions, that would not be acceptable. Mm. So that I mean that's it. I we could go long and rip hard on this, but I want to, I guess, leave it at that. Okay. Well, let's not leave it just that soon. Oh, okay. Because my thing about these so-called conservative Christian student handbooks is the attire that they can wear. Mm. Do you happen to have some examples of what they can and can't wear, or just close by that you can you know? Give me some examples, because in my mind, I, I'm, I've got this, you know, blue jean denim long skirt for the ladies with the males maybe in a white button up with the top button really tight and probably cutting off some of their airways with a, maybe even a bow tie. I, bow ties are in right now. They're in season. What do, you, what do you like, think about that? I'm thinking like Episcopal priest type okay. stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know, the uh, I don't have any idea what you call those things. The black suit with the little white thing mm-hmm. around just the neck. barely showing right there. Yeah, I I don't. There's like a word for that I know, but I'm just gonna call it the little white thing. Yeah, I'm thinking good. either that or the monk's habit. 
mm-hmm. you know, little Martin Luther and his, you know, brown uh, burlap sack that yep. he wore around. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yes, actually, I do have a student handbook pulled up. I need a couple nuggets off this handbook for this entire yep. section. Yeah. So here's the deal, right? Uh, there are sections for both males and females. And I'll feel a little weird talking about the section for the females. Okay. Since we don't have a female in the room. So well, I'm fair. going to leave that alone. <laughs> but I will say this. <laughs> it's 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 legalistic. Okay. I'll just say that. Yeah. Yeah. Very legalistic. Got it. So the whole uh, you know, blue jeans skirts dragging the ground, you're probably pretty close okay. there. Yeah. All right. So for the males though, for the dudes. So we've already kind of taught hair and all that kind of stuff. One thing that I didn't mention on hair, this is interesting. It's got to be one natural color. So if you decided mm-hmm. to, you know, color the old hair, that's unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you're going gray prematurely and needed to color it light brown, you couldn't do that. You'd have uh, to stay gray. Just for men is not getting Absolutely any endorsements nope. from this college. Nope. No, just for men here. All right, clothing, uh, not ripped, no holes. Pants should be well-fitting but not tight. Uh, no tattoos, obviously. Psh, I mean, that. Mm. What Christian has a tattoo anyway, right? No. Can you even be a Christian and have a tattoo? <laughs> no. I, I, no. Of course you can, people. This is a rant session. We're just ripping on folks. Yep, yep. Uh, class appropriate. Like, they define what you can wear to class. When I went to school, literally, it's like shorts and flip-flops. Mm-hmm. Baseball cap. I may or may not have showered that day. Mm-hmm. I don't know. Definitely. Uh, but according to this, it's conservative business casual. And here's the reason. To communicate that they take academic coursework seriously in a manner consistent with the value they place on education. Mm. Translated, everybody else who does not do this is not placing a high enough value on their education. Because mm-hmm. nothing screams I care about passing this trigonometry class like a good shower. And a pair of pressed slacks and a button-up shirt. Yep. I love math. <laughs> Oh, we do these rant sessions for ourselves, I'm convinced, because this is just more fun for us. I hope y'all enjoy these sections, because we find them to be amazingly fun. Uh, it can include a jacket with a zipper. Dude, they get specific. Mm-hmm. Uh, jeans of any color, elastic joggers. What's a jogger? Uh, athletic pants, shorts, shower shoes. You can't wear shower shoes to class, folks. All those beloved Crocs, can't wear them. Nope. Hooded sweats. That's it. I'm out. Dude, I wear a hooded sweatshirt all the flipping time. Mm-hmm. This guy's cold-blooded, folks. He has to have his hoodie. Absolutely. I mean, it's like June in Alabama. I'm surprised I don't have one right now. It is so hot out there <laughs> right pretty, now. It's pretty hot right now. So, yeah, you can't wear any of that stuff to class. Uh, formal appropriate attire. I mean, that's, I mean, formal attire, that makes sense. Church appropriate attire. Here you go. For Sunday services, men should dress according to the known culture of their local church. Oh, that's Okay. I can dig that. Yeah. So, like, if you're going to a casual church, you can wear casual stuff. Mm-hmm. Uh, be sensitive to how the church leadership dresses. If leaders' expectations are higher, students are to meet church leadership expectations. All right, so here's the deal. The students in said conservative Christian university could just follow us, follow our example. Perfect. Yeah. So if I wear shower shoes to church. They can as well. <laughs> All right, folks. There you go. Uh Casual, athletic, there you go. Uh, here's the thing with the casual and athletic. There's certain times that you can or cannot wear casual or athletic wear. Are you talking like time of year or time of day? Time of day. Oh, okay. On campus, weeknights after 5 p.m. and on weekends, if not attending a formal program, recital, or service. So there you go. <laughs> there will there be, you have it, folks. There will be no mid-afternoon basketball games, only after 5. Nope. 
that 450, you know, tip off. Nope. Unacceptable. No chance. No. Nope. Well, all that to say, no, I'm not going to say don't attend. I was about to say all that to say, hey, don't ever attend a conservative Christian college or <laughs> university. I don't think that's probably what I should say is a, no. you know, this is a Christian podcast. <laughs> but we're hoping to keep this podcast acceptable to the, you know, the powers that be in these institutions. Mm, yep. I don't see them openly advertising for this podcast, but you don't think yeah. we're going to get sponsorship money. I don't see any sponsorship money coming in. They're too busy giving haircuts. <laughs> well, that's true. So there you have it. Uh, that, that, that's a little longer rant topic, but Hey, we haven't done this for like a month. So we had a little bit. That's true. That what you good. got ran on something. I mean, I think you hit on all my rant topics. But it's it was kind of cool. Like I don't know how we did that because we really didn't talk about this uh, beforehand. But rant topic for me of the day is I'll paint a picture for you. Okay, it's been months since I was able to walk in a barber shop. So we schedule the appointment and we we walk in. We got our mask on because the store says you have to wear a mask. I'm gonna obey the, by the store's laws. Pause. Got to ask a question here. Okay, all right. Are you one of those folks that wears the designer masks, or are you going straight hospital mask? Well, I am a hospital employee, and I have access to the surgical mask, and my limited research into mask, the designer mask don't do anything but block massive dust particles. So I wore the surgical mask because it actually blocks particles. Here's like rant session number three, all the Ooh. mask wearers out there. We can debate. We can debate. Here's my phone number. Uh, okay. There it is. Right. If you would like to debate, we can. There's yep. my there's my rant inside of rant. Yep. We better keep this one real tight and short. Real tight and short. There's my rant. We'll move on from that rant. Yeah. Yeah. Back to, to end, the original the rant. The original rant. Yeah. So I, we go in, getting a haircut. Me and the little brother, little brother's getting his cut as well. We request, hey, do you mind cutting my hair this way? You know, here's how I, I want it I don't want my hair touching my ears. Yeah. Get it right, folks. Here's how I want it done. The, the sweet lady cutting hair decides, nah, I'm just going to do whatever I want to do. It's close, but it's just not, you know? You ever had but, that? But, 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 but. She hasn't been cutting hair for like over, you know, two months either. So. Yeah, that's that's where I give her a little leeway, and and I just smile and nod at that point. But she didn't take the reentry exam that was required for not. all folks jumping back into their stated professions. I, I guess not. I think that um, while she was in quarantine, she might have cut been cutting hedges for a local lawn care service. Um, but that's just my personal opinion. There's my rant for the day. And and the establishment where this person works is... <laughs> <laughs> Let's just say that the this Google is, review is, was almost submitted, but but I didn't. Mm, I didn't. Mm, I didn't. That's kind of what I would imagine if Walmart gave haircuts. Yeah, yeah. That's kind of what yeah. I... Actually, didn't they used to have a barbershop in Walmart? I think they did. I don't think it was a Walmart-owned barbershop, but they had a barbershop inside of there. Yeah. It didn't last long, though, and I'm I'm pretty sure it's probably for that very reason. Yeah, probably, uh, you know. Hey, honey, I'm going to go get some milk. Oh, I'm going to go get my hair cut. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's nothing like needing a uh, carton of eggs and a haircut at the same time, you know? 
Kill two birds, one stone right there. Yeah. And then, hey, while you're at it, you can go get your taxes done and you can stop by the bank. Walmart in the South is just amazing, folks. If you're listening from another country or the northern uh, part of the United States, southern... That literally don't have Walmarts on every single street. Southern Walmarts are an adventure in themselves. And if you enjoy this activity like myself called people watching, Walmart is amazing. It is. It is. Uh, the things that you can do in Walmart and then the things that you can get away with in Walmart. But here's the... All right. All right. Let me rip on Walmart for just one minute. So a while back, and I may have shared this on the podcast, and if so, it's just a good enough story to repeat, so deal with it. Uh, a number of years ago, we were having a scavenger hunt with our students, and one of the things that was needed was you had to take a picture making a donation to some charity. Like you had to have photo documentation of the donation to a charity. And so my group was like, hey, at Walmart, they have these boxes that's like drop your change in and donate to whatever it is, you know, meals for kids or something like that. And so we thought, hey, let's run to Walmart drop our change in, get a picture, and that satisfies the requirements of the scavenger hunt. Oh, man. The the little old man that was like the Walmart greeter did not approve of what we were doing. Ooh. So we get there, and there's probably five or six of us, and then I was the one taking the picture. So they all line up like next to the box, and I'm standing there with my camera taking a picture. Little old man comes running at us. Hey! Hey, no pictures in Walmart. No pictures in Walmart. <laughs> no way. Have you seen the things that happen in Walmart and you're getting <laughs> mad at me for taking a picture? Exactly. Exactly. Oh my goodness. Here's the deal. That little old man still works at Walmart. I think about that all the time because I pass him all the time. I want to take a selfie next to him so bad. Oh, such a good idea. <laughs> that is such a good idea. Like, I still have the picture from that day. <laughs> you know, I wonder if he's in the picture. Like, if he, if he ran in. Mm-hmm. I haven't yeah. looked at it recently, but it wouldn't surprise me uh, if yeah. he's, like, running into the picture and about to, you know, karate That's chop too everybody. Good. That's I, too good. So, Walmart, you need to you need to get with the program. Not only do you need to, like, open up some more lanes for folks to check out, you also need to allow pictures. Exactly. Exactly. So, what are we talking about today, Tim? I don't know. We're just ripping on stuff. <laughs> All right, yeah. What are we? Uh, rant session over. We're done. We're we're being serious now. We don't have any ending uh, sound effects for the rant session, but we done. Yeah, there you go. There you go. Uh, what are we talking about today? Well, if you got a chance to listen to our last podcast, which was a couple weeks ago, uh, you know that we started talking about a gospel response to 2020, and so I think we're going to continue that a little bit because uh, here's the deal. Unless you've just woken up from a coma or something, you realize that this has been the strangest year in recent memory. I mean, can you think of any year in your relatively short life that has lived up to the first few months of this year? Not even close. Not even close. Not even close. I don't think you could add up all the strange events in your life. (laughs) They probably wouldn't add up to the amount of strange events happening so far in this year. Yep. 
So what that does though is it, it gives us a great opportunity for a discussion around what is a gospel response to 2020. Because here's the deal, like we can have a good, solid biblical response to it, and this year is not wasted. On the flip side of that, though, our response can be trash. We can say, oh, forget the gospel. I'm just going to live according to my feelings and emotions and everything being stated on social media, and we're not living out the gospel. And that's, you know, that's the purpose of our podcast. We want to talk about the gospel in the everyday, ordinary stuff. Well, right now, the everyday, ordinary is super weird and crazy. So, how do we live the gospel in the super weird and crazy world that we are now living in? That's what we're going to talk about for the next few minutes. Um, we talked about it some last time, myself and Tyler. Figured we'd give Colin a shot at it because, you know, he hadn't been around in a few weeks. So, see what Colin's thoughts are on the gospel in 2020. Yeah, it's... uh. Like Tim's saying, it is wild times to be uh, for an understatement there. Definitely not seen anything like this. But something that that really that I hang on to, um, I think it was um, in the Old Testament, close to Ecclesiastes, that says there's nothing new under the sun. Um, so the experiences that we're going through, um, you know, nobody's really ever heard of or experienced COVID before the last couple of years, but a pandemic, um, something that has the world in uproar, has the world in fear, has happened before. And I was reading a blog yesterday that um, talked about um, 165 AD. So that was a long time ago. I'm not really good at math, but that was a long time ago. But it was right after Jesus walked the earth and was crucified and rose so um the About early 100, 100 years after yeah yeah 30 something like that right there so the early church and going out into the nations was still um extremely active and christianity as a whole was just growing um rapidly but um there was a pandemic right then where the roman uh soldiers i think went out to battle and they came back and they brought this disease with them um, scholars and smart people think that it was either smallpox or like measles. So you pick right there. It doesn't matter. It was a pandemic. Um, and it actually killed one third, 33% of the Roman citizens. I don't know if you've looked at the COVID numbers, but they're killing less, or COVID is killing less than 1% of the people that contract it. And it's bad. It's bad. It's really bad. I'm not downplaying <laughs> COVID. I'm it's not bad. at all. Yeah. But this pandemic killed one-third, 33%, which is just crazy, almost unfathomable. But looking back over history, and there's nothing new under the sun, a lot of scholars, biblical scholars, people that have a lot um, more knowledge than I have, look at that one specific time in history as one of the major turning points for unchristians turning to Christianity because of the way that the Christians handled the situation. Specifically, they handled it with love. They handled it with gentleness. Uh, they handled it with a lot of the fruits of the Spirit in dealing with um, this pandemic that was uh, came about in 165 A.D. And so looking at that, why can't we as Christians use that same example set over, you know, 1800 years ago 
as our example for how we handle this pandemic. I think we talked about this earlier. You know, there's some people that want to wear masks and there's some people that don't want to wear masks and there's some people that want to wear surgical masks and there's some people that want to wear artsy masks. T-shirts. Yeah. Different things like that. bath towels. I saw one person that wore like half their bath towels. Exactly. (laughs) Exactly. So whatever mask you want to wear or whatever mask you don't want to wear, as Christians, we should understand that that's their decision and we can still love on them. We can still show them gentleness. We can still show them goodness. Uh, One of the specific um, ways that Christians during 165 A.D., spread the gospel was just grieving with people that had lost people. Because when you lose a third of the population, there's going to be a lot of family members that lose loved ones. And the Christians were able to just grieve with them, were able to help them uh, through that time. And I think that is just an amazing example of how we um, can respond to this pandemic, even in 2020. Yeah, my guess is, and again, I have not ever lived through something that wiped out a third of the population. But my guess is hopelessness was like, everybody was hopeless. There's no hope. This thing is literally going to kill us all kind of deal. And so what does the church do? Well, the church is able to speak hope into the situation. Uh, Not because they can do anything, likewise, not because we can do anything to help fix or remedy the situation, but because Jesus can. And because no matter what a virus or sickness or pandemic or anything else does to a person, what, is, what does Jesus say? Um, uh, don't fear him who can kill the body, uh, but rather fear him who can... What is it? How is this? You know what verse I'm talking about. Yeah. It's not kill the soul, but um, send body and soul to hell. That's mm-hmm. what it is. Don't, don't fear him that can kill the body, but rather fear him who can send body and soul to hell. So anything that we face here on this earth, uh, yeah, it's bad. But even looking at worst case scenario, right, what's happening then? Well, we're going to live in eternity with Christ. And just being able to have that hope, you know, being able to communicate that no matter what the absolute worst thing that could happen from a, you know, earthly standpoint, there is still hope after that. Mm -hmm. And so I think that's probably what was communicated back in 165. It's what we need to be communicating today as the church. And I think, um, not to bring in a rant session to this part, but sometimes as Christians we think that those simple uh, doctrines that we follow are too simple. And I would argue that they're not. Um, I have seen countless times in the last few weeks how beneficial it is to others for myself as a Christian to carry the fruits of the Spirit. We all know the fruits of the Spirit. We all know love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, self-control. We all know those. I would consider those to be a very simple, basic doctrine of a Christian, but how much of an impact they can make on a non-Christian or even a Christian that's going through something as crazy as coronavirus. It's easy to live out. Well, I say it's easy. That may be the wrong word, but I think it communicates the point. Um, It's relatively easy to live out those things when everything's going well. Mm -hmm. It's easy for me to love somebody when, you know, we're just hanging out and their life is good, my life is good. We have a good, solid relationship that we've built and there's no struggles. Um, It's easy to be 
gentle with somebody when we're of like mind and don't have any conflict between us. It's a whole lot more difficult when both parties are dealing with trials and tribulations and stress and anxieties and fears and discouragement and depression, all things which are currently being faced by many, 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 many people right now. So it's a lot harder to live the fruit of the Spirit in those times and seasons, which means it's all that much more important that we rely on the Holy Spirit to allow us to live those characteristics out. Because it's not something we just manufacture. I don't wake up one morning and say, well, uh, 2020 is pretty rough. Today's going to be a rough day, but man, I'm just going to go be gentle to folks. That's not how it works. Or I'm just going to go love people that I disagree strongly with. Or whatever it is, you know, fill in the blank. You don't manufacture the fruits of the Spirit. They're not the fruits of a good person. The fruits of the Spirit, because mm-hmm. it's only possible because the Holy Spirit is working in your life. So, yeah, that's huge. Um, you know, I, one of the things that I thought of after our last podcast talking about this, that I don't think we touched on much at all, and you briefly mentioned, is um, how we respond to the opinions, thoughts of those around us related to the variety of things that have gone on in this year. You know, so all the way back to, do you even remember, like, how this year started? Seems like forever ago. About 14 years ago when it started in January. Back before the war. Yeah, well, you mentioned war. Like, back in January, everybody thought we were going World War III. Remember Mm -hmm. that? Yep. That was this year. Yep. Wow. (laughs) Right? We go from that to uh, over in Australia, basically the entire country burned. That was this year, too. Mm Mm-hmm. Then, obviously, you've got the coronavirus. You have uh, Kobe Bryant died. Mm-hmm. That was this year. You, you've heard a little bit about murder hornets, which is nuts. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you can't help but laugh over that. Which, by the way, just a quick little humorous uh, parentheses here. There's this dude that makes YouTube videos of himself going out and finding the most painful, stinging insects and getting stung by them. That sounds like something a bunch of middle schoolers would love to watch on YouTube, and I bet he makes a bunch of money off those I was videos. I about to say it was something a bunch of middle schoolers would like think up and go do. You're exactly right, and this dude's like a grown man. Uh, so I watched this video of him going and catching a murder hornet. He like tracked the hornets for three days in Japan or something like that, and then was purposefully stung by it. Oh my goodness, it's gold. Like it is gold. But all that to say, right? Murder hornets were this year. Uh, Tiger King, did you watch Tiger King at all on Netflix? No, no, I, no. Yeah, I haven't gotten into that either. But that was this year. You know, that's a perfect picture of this year, right? And then obviously coronavirus, um, you've got some of the, uh, you've got the racial tensions going on right now, which we're not even going to get into this podcast. Uh, hopefully in the next couple uh, podcasts, we'll dig into that a little bit more. But all those things, what it does is it invites a variety of opinions about them. So I don't care who you are. Uh, you've got an opinion on the right or wrong way to live in the middle of the coronavirus season, right? And, and my guess is you have some strong opinions on how to live. And if we're not careful, those strong opinions then get placed on somebody else. So how I feel like I should live during this particular season, that then translates to, hey, here's how you should live during this particular season. And so even... Right, followers of Christ, 
we end up losing all grace towards each other towards each other and we lose all respect towards each other there are some things that are important that everybody should be doing right don't be stupid about it <laughs> that should go without saying don't be stupid <laughs> uh but you know how you go about some of this stuff it's up for debate i've i've read i don't know how many articles about all of this stuff right and i read one article at 4 p.m I'll turn around at 6 p.m., read another article from an equally reliable source, says something completely opposite. Mm-hmm. You read something from the CDC one day, the next day they put out another something, it's it's different. Or you read something from the CDC one day, uh, World he- Health Organization the next day, completely, totally opposite and different. So, like, I mean, there needs to be, there has to be. A gospel response to 2020 shows grace to the opinions of others. Uh, respect opinions don't marry them. Mm. That's how I would sum all that up, right? I've got to respect, I have a responsibility to respect everybody's opinion about whatever it is. Even if I disagree with it, I've got to respect it. But at the same time, my opinions, I shouldn't be married to any opinion I have, right? Because that's not, that's not proper either. Now, we're not talking about like black and white truth. That's different, right? There's truth and there's not truth. But then there's opinions, and it's somewhere in the middle. So I'm not talking about truth, not talking about falsehoods. I'm just talking about opinions. Uh, respect opinions, don't marry them. I like it. Making T-shirts, folks. <laughs> That's what I was saying. There's a lot of good nuggets in there that would look really good on a youth group T-shirt. Which, speaking of T-shirts, I've had two other folks ask me, say they wanted a Fluent Grace T-shirt. Mm-hmm. So uh, we will have to make another Fluent Grace order. Mm-hmm. And if you're interested in a T-shirt... Let us know. More advertisement. That's right. <laughs> uh, so that is, what are we at? That's two gospel responses? Yep. I think we had another one, didn't we? What was the other one? Oh, I know what it was. Uh, here's the other one we can kick around for a little bit. Uh, and this was definitely mentioned last time briefly, but we didn't get to spend a whole lot of time with it. If there was one thing that I feel like I have seen more in the past four months than maybe any other time in my life, um, it's fear. Mm. it's fear that either you know either I personally am going to contract a disease uh, maybe it's fear that I will give a uh, give the virus to somebody else who will then contract the disease there's fear that the economic status of the country is going to negatively affect me and I'm not going to be able to live the way I want to or provide the way I need to there is fear that our government leaders are not doing what they should be doing, and either we will be stuck with them for another however many years, or the flip side of that, all our government leaders change here in a few months, and there's fear that they're just going to be a bunch of idiots and you know not be able to do what they need to be doing. Right? It's just fear. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Any situation that you find yourselves in, I'm seeing folks afraid. That's not a gospel response. Mm. So how does the gospel impact the fear that is being seen all over the landscape of, of where we're at right now? Yeah, I think uh, I think my numbers are pretty accurate here without doing any quick research. I believe that fear not is stated over 80 times in the Bible, or maybe it's 100. And if God puts that much emphasis on just two words— in his book, 
his good, holy, perfect book, then us as Christians, as followers of him, we're supposed to cling to that. And the opposite of fear is hope. The opposite of fear is hope and hoping for the future, hoping for, um, I mean, I know some people that would cling to, you know, praying for the Lord to come on back. And uh, that is hope. Uh, there's hope for tomorrow. Um, and hope is a is the driving factor that I think um, we as Christians are to display to uh, others, whether they be Christian or non-Christian. Yeah, and what, what do all those verses, when it says fear not, what is the reason that we do not have to fear? Well, most of those, not all of them, but a lot of those verses say, fear not for I am with you. Mm-hmm. That hasn't changed, folks. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you realize this, but the coronavirus did not surprise God. Mm. He, he, he wasn't up there in heaven you know, just kind of minding his business. And then he, you know, happens to, you know, look down one day and say, oh my goodness, what happened? Where did that virus come from? Wait, there's a murder hornet? I didn't create that. <laughs> and who's this Joe Exotic guy? What in the world? No, I definitely didn't make him. <laughs> you know, God doesn't say that, right? This does, stuff doesn't catch him by surprise. And so he tells us, fear not, for I am with you. He's with us in it. Now, there may be situations we find ourselves in that it doesn't feel like that. There are definitely going to be situations we find ourselves in that it doesn't feel like God is with us. But a gospel response says, even though I don't feel it, I know and believe that God's word is true when it says he's with me. That's a gospel response. Uh, a gospel response recognizes that we will always have to deal with sickness and death and pandemics. Always. Uh, like you said, this is nothing new. All right, This has been happening since the beginning of time. Uh, this will continue to happen until God comes back at some point in the future, whether that's next year or you know another million years from now. It's going to continue happening, and nothing we are going to do is going to change that. And the reason for that is uh, because sickness and death are a direct result of original sin. So yeah, there. I mean, there are definitely um, parts of this that are fearful, things that would cause fear and uh, would encourage fear. But my caution is, for us to have a gospel response, it's to take that fear, turn it over to the Lord, and recognize that in that fear, He's with us. The people in Scripture were not fearless. I mean, they had fear, which is why He had to say, hey, don't fear. It's not like they were these perfect individuals that had everything figured out, and then, you know, hey, from my place of perfection, I'm telling you this certain thing. No, not at all. They were afraid. David was afraid. Daniel was afraid. Jonah was afraid. He ran the other way from God because he was afraid of what God was going to do. And then he got, like, swallowed by fish. (laughs) Uh, You know. So, uh, all that to say, fear is present, but it doesn't need to be our end-all, be-all response. As followers of Christ, we don't need to fear. 
we need to recognize God's still with us. So there you go. Um, gospel response to 2020. You know, maybe next week, I say next week, <laughs> I, I get folks that rip on me all the time because I make statements like next week and next <laughs> week never happens. So the next time we do this, uh, I would like to jump into some of the current events of today, uh, i.e. the some of the racial events that are going on right now and talk through that. Because again, the reality is that especially for students, that's tough to process. It's tough for adults to process, right? I'm an adult. It's tough for me to process it. So uh, we, we do want to talk to that a little bit and hopefully next time we'll be able to do so. But before we get to that though, we've got a little Guinness World Record. You ready for this? It's the Colin hosting the Guinness World Record. Man, that is awesome. I love How about an that? Intro. Love a good intro. I well, feel like we have a whole new podcast just because of those two clips. I mean, it's brand new. There you go. Do you feel cooler now? I feel a lot cooler. There I'm definitely go. sitting up a lot higher, chest poked out a little bit. There you go. Tyler, yeah. see what you're missing. Mm-hmm. So today, you know, we're talking about differences between 2020 compared to last year, 2019. In 2019, I would have never thought in a million years I would make the statement, wow, there's a lot of toilet paper on that aisle. But the other day, luck would have it that I was in Walmart and I looked down the TP aisle and I said, wow, there's a lot of toilet paper down that aisle. Here's the question. Were you tempted to pull out the old cell phone and take a picture? I was very tempted. <laughs> you might have gotten thrown in jail. I'm just saying. I could have. So I'm glad you been. didn't do it. I'm glad I didn't either. But yeah, I never thought I'd make that statement. But but here we are. Crazy times. Um, so Guinness World Record connected with TP. They uh, Guinness World Record did something pretty cool where they uh, did virtual uh, send in your videos of Guinness World Record. Nate, I'm sorry. I've got to stop you again. As soon as you said virtual connected to TV, I was like, wait, wait, wait. wait. Where are we going with this? How exactly does that work? Uh-huh. The virtual toilet paper. <laughs> okay, no virtual toilet paper. But we're going to use toilet paper in this virtual Guinness World Record. Um, so this Guinness World Record is the most football touches in 30 seconds with a toilet paper roll. And this football is in reference to soccer. Um, so the dribbling the soccer ball on your foot, keeping it off the air, how many times can you hit your foot and keep it up? Uh, they did it with a toilet paper roll. And the guy got 30 seconds. How many times do you think you could dribble a toilet paper roll in 30 seconds, Tim? Um, I could kick it twice. (laughs) (laughs) I was thinking two or three tops, you know. Yeah. Because you got to think, toilet paper is not perfectly round. It's got the different edges. I don't see how I could do it more than Mm -hmm. three or four. Mm -hmm. And we're talking, are we talking like with toilet paper still on it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Yeah, full toilet paper roll. Full toilet paper, I may be going four. Okay, all right. Probably got sold for like $25 once he got done doing this. But he, uh, this guy was able to dribble it 84 times in 30 seconds. That is moving right there. You know what I hear? What do you hear, Tim? Fluent Grace Challenge. Let's go, Tyler. What do you say? 
In all seriousness, though, we've said that before and we haven't done any of it. I think we should actually do this. Mm-hmm. We will dribble the toilet paper. <laughs> there are so many things that I think of that should not be said right now. I'm feeling what I would imagine Tyler feels like on the regular basis. <laughs> no doubt. No doubt. Oh, man. And dribbling the toilet paper. Uh, there you have it, folks. If you've ever wondered what... Nope, I can't say that. I'm not Tyler. <laughs> well, that's just a big poop emoji. <laughs> uh, I have no good way to wrap this up right Uh-oh. now. There's no way to put a bow on this thing. <laughs> so just imagine that we are taking said roll of toilet paper and wrapping up the podcast and and dribbling it. That's it. We're done. Go visit the social medias. Uh, they are still present, active. Uh, it may be the only wholesome social media out there anymore. So go look it up. Follow us on Instagram. Like us on Facebook. Share it on Facebook and Instagram. And how about this? We haven't asked this for a while, but if you make it this far and hear my voice, go to iTunes or Spotify or wherever it is you listen to this podcast, Fluent Grace Podcast. Like it subscribe it and leave us a comment or review because here's the deal the more comments likes reviews and that kind of thing that are present on the apple store spotify store google play whatever uh the the more we're able to get out there and the more apple says oh that's a decent podcast we should you know bump it higher up the list of religious student podcasts or whatever you want to call it so uh do that for us that'd be huge if by the next time we record we have two extra likes or comments or whatever i'll be happy (laughs) i'm setting the bar real low folks just looking for two currently we're at um 22 likes on the apple play store apple play it's google play apple podcast store i think we're at 22 likes so help us get to i'm gonna go up one get us to 25 by next time okay good 25 likes Apple Podcasts. We'll be back for episode 39. Gooses. We out.